Good morning, everyone watching live on BAM YouTube. Let me know in the comments where you are tuning in from. The hot sheet covers what you need to know about the real estate industry in a 24-hour time period. On today's hot sheet, I will discuss the GDP, the looming recession, and more misleading headlines from Fox News. Today is Thursday, February 27th, 2023. I am Byron Lazine, and the hot sheet starts now. Welcome back to the hot sheet. If you joined me on the live stream yesterday, thank you for doing so. Myself and Tom Tool did a follow-up live stream right here in the live tab on the BAM YouTube channel on following up with leads, of course. That was at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, but if you want to watch the replay, it is uploaded. Hit the like button on this video and consider sharing it with someone who wants a 24-hour look back on housing. We've got a really juicy three topics today. Uh, GDP news just came out. We're going to get into that first. Uh, we're going to talk about Vanguard's recession prediction and how real estate uh, has mixed into that. And then we're going to update the big story of last week uh, that this Biden administration rule, as Fox News likes to put it, I've got more information there. And it's been a hot topic all over you know, Twitter and other places. So we're going to update that first let's get into this gdp information that just was released this morning u.s gdp gross domestic product rose at a 1.1 percent pace in the first quarter as signs build that the economy is slowing okay gross domestic product rose at a 1.1 percent annualized pace in the first quarter which was below the two percent estimate according to cnbc Slumping inventories and general decline in private investment held back early year gains. So this is actually right. This 1.1% is right where the Fed, Jerome Powell, has said he'd like to see GDP. He, he said, we, we don't want to be above 2% like we were in quarter four. We want to be below 2% but we don't want to be negative. Negative means you're starting to get really close to that recession. So 1.1% in quarter one would be right kind of where Jerome Powell wants to see this thing. Inflation was higher than expected in the corner with the PCE price index rising 4.2% against the 3.7% estimate. But we know that inflation is slowing. We've talked about that a whole bunch as new information uh, continues to come out. Uh, growth slowed considerably during the first three months. Uh, these interest rates were the biggest factor on this slowing economy. Uh, gross domestic product, which if you're not familiar, is a measure of all goods and services produced for the period, for that quarter, for the first three months. Okay. Uh, the Commerce Department reported that this was a 1.1% annualized uh, pace for the first quarter. These things sometimes do get revised, but that's where we're seeing it right now. Um, they were expecting the 2% growth. So uh, the growth rate followed a fourth quarter, which GDP climbed 2.6%. Okay, so well over uh, the 2% kind of barometer there. Um, and uh, and we had a year where we saw 2.1% increase. So really strong fourth quarter. And then now in the first quarter, we've seen this thing slow down. Now, high inflation and so slow growth. Uh, and they were talking about this this morning on 
I saw on CNBC, I, I read the an article about this on Wall Street Journal as well, where this can sometimes be considered stagflation. Okay, we haven't seen anything stag. We haven't seen stagflation since the late '70s or the early '80s in the U.S. economy. Okay, so high inflation, slow growth would be considered stagflation, right? If you've got high inflation, you typically would would need to have high growth, but we're, we're starting to see slow growth, but still high inflation, high inflation hasn't come down. If inflation comes down and growth comes down, that's going to be where, uh, the federal reserve wants to see us. But, you know, we haven't, we've seen inflation come down, just not fast enough, maybe to catch up to this slowing economy. Okay. Jeffrey Roach, chief economist at LPL financial says the U S economy is likely at an inflection point as consumer spending has softened in recent months. The backward nature of GDP report is possibly misleading for markets. As we know, consumers were still spending in January, but since March have pulled back as consumers are getting more pessimistic about the future. They've pulled back, but I I mean, people are still traveling. Let me know in the comments. I know, know a lot of people that are planning on spending money over the summer months that have things planned that are uh, not slowing down. So love to love to know what you're seeing in your community. Uh, if if you're seeing the same, are you in a community that attracts tourists? Is it up? Is it down this year? All right. Uh, just a little bit of other economic news that would correlate to GDP. Jobless claims totaled 230,000 for the week ending in April 22nd. That's a decline of 16,000 below the estimate for 249. So the, the job mark, you know, that what makes the, the FOMC's decision really easy is if the if the job market breaks but it hasn't broken yet it's still considerably uh strong the gdp report comes as the federal reserve is seeking to slow an economy burdened by inflation that has been running at its highest level in more than 40 years okay so we're still awaiting what they're going to do in may um we have a strong jobs market unemployment rate at 3.5% so it's going to be very interesting that that hasn't made their job easier. And it's likely, I think Logan Motoshami always says it on Twitter from Housing Wire. It's likely that the Fed is going to break our job market um, to, to be able to fight this inflation just, just because it hasn't come down fast enough. And they do want to avoid, avoid that stagflation word mentioned here in the CNBC piece. Okay. Uh, the housing market downturn is why we view a mild U.S. recession in 2023 as most likely. This is according to Vanguard. So Vanguard is saying recession is coming and real estate is why it's most likely. Uh, We do have a Charleston realtor, William Burton. Spring tourism season and events were as busy as ever in Charleston. Record passengers at Charleston International in March. So there you go. I still see a lot of people traveling. We did see when that inflation, that last uh, CPI report came up, that um, plane tickets were were up. So that that would uh, that would make sense. Okay, so let's switch over to recession here. Housing market downturn is why we view a mild U.S. recession in 2023 as most likely. This is according to Vanguard. A little story here. History tells us that Federal Reserve's inflation-fighting playbook starts with the U.S. housing market. This is a, a piece by Lance Lambert and Fortune. It goes like this. The central bank begins by applying upward pressure on mortgage rates. Okay, we've seen that. Soon afterwards, 
home sales fall. We've definitely seen that. Total home sales have fall, fallen. And home builders begin to cut back. We saw that in quarter four. And now we're seeing optimism and, and some strength, certainly in home builder stocks uh, here in quarter one and in quarter two. That causes demand for both commodities, so lumber and concrete, and durable good, goods like referred, uh, <coughs> excuse me, refrigerators and doors to fall. Okay, we did see that. Okay, those economic contractions then slowly spread throughout the rest of the economy, and in theory, help to rein in runaway inflation. Right? We we know that that CPI number makes up. 34%, you know, that CPI number shelter housing makes up 34% of, of all inflation. It's why Barry Sternlight from Starwood Capital believes that, hey, rents have already come down. Inflation is not as bad as, you know, everybody's making it seem, you know, there's, there's the debate there because the rental numbers are lagging. All right. So this is exactly what we saw last year. The, the picture I just painted. The Fed started jacking up the rates. The mortgage rate spiked. The U.S. housing market slipped into an old school housing downturn, which uh, the hardest punch being um, out west. Okay, so out west has seen the most significant decline in home values. Fast forward to now, and the U.S. spring housing market appears to be stabilizing relative to its freefall in the second half of 2022. The freefall in most markets was not that dramatic in prices. Certainly in total transactions, we saw a freefall. Okay, we, we've seen, you know, uh, transactions drop by over 30% in almost every single market. However, the uptick in uh, new home sales isn't enough to stop the economic headwinds created by the housing slump. So we're seeing new home sales, we just reported that this week, are up, up, you know, slightly, but up. Um, and that's this is how Vanguard sees it. Okay, so since World War II, doing a little history here on the Hashi, hit the thumbs up if you like the history lesson. Since World War II, Declines of greater than 10% in the annualized rate of investment in housing construction and improvements. Okay, so declines of greater than 10% for investment in construction and improvements since World War II, or basically we call that residential fixed investment, have coincided with recession on all but two wartime occasions when defense spending propped up the economy. Okay, in the last three quarters of 2022, declines in such investment hovered around 20%, wrote Vanguard economists in this recent report. Okay, so anything greater than 10% of uh, a drop in residential fixed investment, besides two like major wartime, uh, uh, you know, recessions or, or cause recession in all but two wartime occasions, rather when we were um, really spending a lot on defense, okay? So heading forward, Vanguard expects the housing market downturn to help push this U.S. economy into a mild, but not deep, recession. The housing downturn is part of the reason why we view, and this is a direct quote from Vanguard economists, the housing downturn is part of the reason why we view a mild U.S. recession in 2023 as most likely. Okay. I've been cautioning everybody on the hot sheet to make the hay in May, to make the hay in June and July, because quarter four in 2023, the end of quarter three in 2023 could look like 2022 or worse. And you don't have quite the spring market this year going into that uh, 
as your padding. So it's really important to take advantage right now if you're a real estate agent or reliant on the housing market. Okay, this is a chart from Lance Lambert on from Fortune sourcing US Bureau of Economic Analysis. We're passing through a housing recession. Quarter over quarter change in private residential fixed investment, GDP, i.e. housing activity. Okay. And uh, you can see that we haven't had one of these since the very beginning of COVID when things stopped. And then prior to that, certainly that 2008 timeframe, the great financial crisis. But we are starting to pass through and we'll see where the end of this housing recession ultimately ends up. We have seen a bounce back up in home prices. That doesn't mean that the housing recession is over. Okay. Uh, housing economists still believe we're in a housing recession, despite us seeing the first month where home prices have corrected nationally. Okay. So two different things there. This is a housing recession is tied to uh, this private residential fixed investment GDP or total housing activity. Okay. That charts down below for you in the daily download where we put all of our source links and charts for you to grab. If you sign up once, you get them every single day. All right. So by the time national home prices bottom later this year, now we know month over month they've bottomed according to multiple uh, economists and charts. But when we're talking about, uh, they're talking about this year over year bottoming. Okay. So Vanguard expects U.S. home prices as measured by Case-Shiller National Home Price Index to drop 5% on a year-over-year basis. Okay, now if that happens, in order for that to happen, um, because we just reported yesterday on Case-Shiller's number, okay? Case-Shiller year-over-year, or we did it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We did it on uh, Tuesday's hot sheet. So if you want to check that out, go ahead. I'll pull up the number. I know we had a uh, 0.2%. I'll pull up the exact number from Case Shiller. It's slipping uh, right now, but we still have an increase. Um, On a year-over-year basis, the index rose 2% in February, down from the 3.7% the prior month. So you can see that 3.7 year-over-year Case Shiller number has come down now to 2%. But from 2% to negative 5% is a pretty significant gap, okay? So Vanguard believes that what they're tracking forward, according to Case-Shiller data, is that we're going to bottom on a year-over-year basis at negative 5%, the home price index to drop 5% on a year-over-year basis, okay? So in order for that to happen, uh, the national housing market would need to slip back into correction mode on a seasonally weaker summer and fall months. Because we know here in the spring, we just saw month over month increase for the first time in home prices and that we're expecting to see that the next couple of months. So quarter three, quarter four, we'd have to go back into correction mode, meaning home prices starting to drop. I'm a believer, and I've said that a bunch on, on these streams, that that is a scenario that I would put categorize as more than likely to happen where you do see seasonality increase in prices, but you, you could see a seasonality drop in quarter three and quarter four in prices, not 2008, not some type of bust, not some type of 26% drop, 
but a couple of points drop month over month. So in fact, Vanguard thinks that after the housing market helps push the U.S. into this recession uh, because of this year-over-year -year drop in prices that they're projecting, that the housing recovery will then help drive overall economic recovery as affordability normalizes. However, housing should still act as an economic stabilizer, wrote economists at Vanguard. That will eventually pull the U.S. housing market, which has been limited sales uh, spring as mortgage rates sidelined what would be home buyers and sellers out of a recession. So it's going to eventually pull us back out. But can they often say that uh, housing makes up 17 plus percent of total GDP? It's very, very important. Yesterday, we went through how important it is to people's finances who own uh, real estate. We had that we had that um, chart that showed the difference between people who own stocks and their home that they live in and what that does uh, for their finances. Okay, so to wrap this uh, Vanguard outlook on recession up, our re researchers believe U.S. housing acti activity will be driven in the next couple of years. Okay, so this is what they believe is going to drive housing activity in the next couple of years. Number one, Structural undersupply of homes that's prevailed since the 2008 global financial crisis. Number two, I would agree with that because we're still undersupplied. Number two, robust demographic trends and favorable sentiment towards home ownership. People want to be homeowners. And number three, strong borrower fundamentals and high equity cushions. We're not giving loans to anybody. Those are three bullet points I may put out in an email newsletter. I may certainly get out to my database of reasons why the housing market is going to be overall strong over the next couple of years and probably into 2005. The structural undersupply of homes that's prevailed since 2008. There's, if you're following the hot sheet, you've got a whole bunch of charts from the daily download that reflect that. The robust demographics and trends and favorable sentiment towards home ownership. People want to own homes. The millennial generation overwhelmingly wants to own a home. And number three, uh, the strong borrower fundamentals. Okay, we're not giving loans to everybody. We have an update on these loans here coming right up on uh, on this Fox News Biden administration decision. Uh, and then the high equity cushions. Okay, so uh, recession, according to Vanguard, likely. It's going to be a modest recession, not a deep recession, and that uh, housing will have a lot to do with putting us into said recession as all, and also pulling us out of said recession. I think if the Fed gets their way and they break the job market, which they've been unable to do as of yet, then the recession is a foregone conclusion. Okay. Uh, Fox, the, the most trending topic that we covered last week and has been all over social media. And I've seen so many, I've seen people beat me up on social media. I've seen a bunch of people just take this Fox News headline and run with it. Uh, we, we mentioned in last week's hot sheet, you can go back and look at some of those replays, um, how insane their headlines were about, and they're continuing with these headlines. If you actually just Google this um, FHFA, uh, new rule that goes into effect May 1st. So uh, I know most lenders will tell you it's already in, it's already in play. It's already been happening. Um, but it officially is, goes in for all Fannie and Freddie loans May 1st. 
if you Google it, most of the headlines are Fox News. Like they are just all over this and they're continuing with these absolutely psychotic headlines. Okay. Senate GOP slams perverse Biden rule, forcing people with good credit to subsidize high risk mortgages. So it, it sounds like a totality overall, like uh, we're taking money from the people with good credit and giving it to the people with bad credit. And that's not at all um, the full picture or the full story here. Okay. There's there. It's a very complicated change in the ruling for Fred, Freddie and Fannie, which is why a lot of lenders have pushed back just based off of the complication, making their job harder, but they haven't necessarily pushed back for the reasons that Fox news is uh, holding on to. Okay. So I'm not going to read the Fox news article because if you're getting your real estate information from a place like Fox news or any of these mainstream media outlets, then you, you don't know what you're doing. Okay. It, it's, it's a terrible move. Okay. I mean, Fox news, if we're going to get our real estate information from them, they just paid somebody off like a billion dollars in the same week that they lost the number one host on cable television for prime time per the ratings. You know, I'm, I'm not you know taking a side here. I'm just saying they don't seem to know what they're doing. Okay. So why would we get our real estate information from them? I'm going to switch over to yesterday's report from housing wire. I first guessed this last week. I called uh, Fox News's headline insane, and now Housing Wire is backing me up with their report yesterday when I first guessed this, okay? Uh, day, uh, correcting the LLPA false claims, okay? So uh, it's been uh, in play for months. Exactly. Lenders say this has been going on for months uh, because the loan delivery date is May 1st for, uh, yep, absolutely. This is, that's absolutely correct from the Let's Talk Mortgage Pro. Love to know some more of your thoughts on this. Uh, Let's talk Mortgage Pro in, in the comments. Okay, so Housing Wire backing me up a week later. I first guessed that these claims by Fox News were insane. Uh, I'm going to read directly here from Housing Wire. There's a lot of false claims to dispel, um, but make mo no mistake, updates to the GSE's pricing framework are a tough pill to swallow for the mortgage industry. I'd love to know from the mortgage uh, lender that we have in the comments here, uh, if that tough pill is is more on the complications of it or what your thoughts are uh, in regards to that statement. Okay, so social media is probably a buzz with claims that the FHFA's new loan level pricing adjustments, LLPA's loan level pricing adjustments on conventional mortgages favor bar buyers with bad credit over buyers with great credit. A 620, here's the quotes from a Fox News segment making the rounds on social. So this is quoted from Fox News in this housing wire piece. A 620 FICO score gets a 1.75 fee discount and a 740 FICO score pays a 1% fee, reads one screenshot from this Fox News segment. Here's the thing. This is, this is what I said last week, first guessing it. And this is what housing wire is saying and publishing. Here's the thing. That's not true exclamation point. Okay. So very bold in saying, no, Fox news is out here saying things that are not true. What a surprise. They just paid a Billy to get a, or 700 milli, whatever it was to say things apparently that, or settle something that apparently was not true. Okay. We're going to break down the FHFA's latest loan level pricing most of which are already in effect, just like uh, we heard from Let's Talk Mortgage Pro. 
So once they were announced in January, they, they already went into effect. Okay. And in January, it was really about, okay, if you're going to do a second home refinance or some type of an investment loan, it was, it was going to, it was going to be more expensive to do those. To me, that made sense. We're in high inflationary times. We want to slow down cash out refinances. Um, don't know if the mortgage pro would, would disagree with me on that making sense, but it, but it made sense to me to make s- some of those scenarios a little bit more expensive. Okay. Uh, we've this pricing grid, which I've shared, I'm putting it back in the daily download. Um, and we, we updated this on, I think Friday of last week, but I'm going to put it back in the daily download again today. Uh, before we go to that, it's definitely on complications, right? So it's making everything's complicated. High FICO 680 to 780 are being hit harder with five to 15% down. That's what we're about to look at right now. Keep in mind, MI is super pricey under uh, 680. So low FICOs will still get hit harder overall due to mortgage insurance. And you can see here who's getting hit the hardest. This red section here where you have modest um, down payments, but still good credit. Okay. Um, still good credit over here. Uh, let me just highlight what I'm saying. When I say over here, this, this, uh, this range that she said here, like that 760, you know, seven to 760, but modest down payments, that's where you're getting hit the hardest and actually seeing an increase. Okay. Great credit. Um, and surprisingly, uh, you know, lower down payments or higher down payments has no impact at all. Really great credit 780 at, here at the top line has has no impact whatsoever. Okay, here's where you have some of the improvements. These lower um you know, lower credits uh and you get the biggest uh biggest impact when you start to see uh higher down payments, okay? So uh that's the chart that you want to look at. Those are the exact changes it's not an all for one or a one for all. These are the um, new versus old for purchases where it's higher, it's in red, where it's lower LLPAs, it's in green. You still have um, you know, a, a lot of green when you're, when you're looking all the way here to the right. Um, it's surprisingly, uh, uh, I'm sorry. So, so um yeah, when you look over to the right, you're seeing all all uh, all benefit on the LLPA chart. Okay, here's another. I've got another chart on this uh, that we'll show in just a second. Okay, so just to explain, the pricing grid contains credit bands that correspond with upfront fees based on mortgage product loan to value ratio, occupancy, etc. You can see the grid tops off at 740 credit score. Um, meaning that anyone with a FICO score of 740 would pay the same rate on fees as someone with a credit score of 780. Under the current model, risk-based pricing has been consistent. Generally speaking, the lower the credit score, the higher the LTV, the higher the upfront fee to mitigate the risk. The new model tweaks the risk-based pricing formula in significant ways. Here's the new pricing matrix on, and so we just looked at that, on purchasing loads, which goes into effect May 1st, but you know, we know it's been in effect really since January. Um, it's been or more than a month, according to Housing Wire. Um, this isn't the grid the GSEs use, but it does show where changes are. Major props to uh, they give Matthew Graham of Mortgage News Daily 
uh, credit for creating this chart. Yes, this chart was from Mortgage News Daily. Here's another chart down below. Okay. Um, so Rebecca Richardson, who's a loan officer at UM Mortgage, uh, has a an example in which sales prices of the home is 400000 and the scenarios are credit scores of 740, 700, and 660 with corresponding down payments of 3, 5, 15, and 20%. 3, 5, 10, 15, and 20%. Okay. So um, her quote is people with great credit are not getting penalized, nor are they subsidizing low credit buyers. Uh, she said this in a LinkedIn post, and that's primarily because people who were in the down payment cheat code zone, where they were putting more than 15% down, but less than 20% had their terms subsidized by cheap mortgage insurance policies, which basically gave them the same terms as somebody who was putting down 25%. So to her, these changes are more about bringing things in line where the actual risk is based off of the down payment. Okay, so you can see... Um, here, 660 credit score is paying more than the uh, credit score of 700, 740 when 3% down. They're paying more in a scenario of 5% down. They're paying more in a scenario of 10% down. They're paying more in a scenario of 15% down. And they're paying more in the scenario of 20% down. Okay. In every single scenario, the 700 credit score is also paying more than that of the person with the 740 credit score. So the better the credit score, uh, the and and you know risk is is factored in with this down payment. The better the credit score, the better uh, you, you end up with the fees here in this uh, new structuring of LLPAs. Okay, um, so why is the FHA making these changes? The pricing change is in line with uh, the Biden administration's stated mission to provide housing financing opportunities to first-time homebuyers with lower credit scores and those in underserved communities. Okay, so that's been an initiative. FHFA is taking that initiative and then making these rules for Fannie and Freddie. Okay, so now I don't necessarily think this is going to solve, you know, the overall housing issue, which is under supply. This actually makes, you know, affordable homes more competitive in an environment where we don't have enough of them. So I, I'm not, I'm not sure that this actually solves any problems. I've, I first guessed that last week, I'll probably be historically correct on that assessment as it plays out. Uh, but for those buyers that are able to win a bid, they'll save some money on their closing costs, maybe upwards in that $400,000 example of $3,500, our real mortgage pro could correct me on fact, check me on that. Uh, there are always going to be winners and losers when the FHFA decides to change the pricing matrix. In this case, a portion of good but not outstanding uh, credit borrowers will receive a bit of shock, a couple thousand dollars worth in some cases. Okay, so um, uh, this policy should ch come at the expense of those who are. Uh, da, 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 this policy could come at the expense of doing things the right way. This is now Director of Marketing at Thrive. Mortgage, uh, could it come at, at, it's a fair question. This is a major change for the industry and in setting a precedent on moving away from a pure risk-based model, um, a risk for the FHA, even 
the agency disagrees with that interpretation. Okay. So um, uh, I think this is just harder work for the mortgage industry and you do see the chart where it impacts people. Uh, let's talk market mortgage pro says, don't forget this only applies to conventional loans. FHA is still a good, good option for lower FICOs. Okay. So this is on conventional loans only. And they, they already made changes and announced changes on some of those cash out refis or second homes uh, being more expensive there. All right. All right. So that's your update on the uh, changes to the LLPA. Let's get an update on where we're at right now at this moment with the 10 year. <clears throat> um, okay. 10 year is back up over 3.5. Uh, so we were sitting closer to 3.4, which was a nice sight uh, just a day ago. So we've really come up almost uh, 0.1 here since yesterday. I would expect the yesterday's trend of the 30-year fixed to crawl up again. We bounced off of that 6.5. We like to see uh, in these times right now to 6.57. We could get back up over 6.6 today, according to Mortgage News Daily's uh, 30-year fixed daily survey. So, and I know let's talk mortgage pro local lenders might be able to get people uh, a little bit lower than that. All right. Big announcement for my hot sheet people and Bobby, I don't know if we have a hot sheet code, but we're going to create one. I don't know if we have one, Bobby, what, which code should we use if we're going to, if we're going to announce BAMX the hot sheet, we're going to use code hot sheet for the right. hot sheet. Ready? Is it ready, Bobby? It will be ready by the time this broadcast ends. All right, we'll get it ready like right now because we're going to put that into, into the comments. All right, so um, we haven't announced it on social media yet, but uh, we have announced it in our email newsletter, a soft, soft announce towards the bottom. Uh, we've launched our BAMX platform. Okay, this is going to be the go-to source for edutainment, education and entertainment in the real estate industry. We already have courses on there. Uh, we have live streams. We have a private community. Everybody on the hot sheet is going to get a 15, Bobby, I don't know if you heard that, a 15% uh, discount off of the annual subscription. Okay. 15% by using the code hot sheet. All right. That'll be good for this week. Um, there's nothing like this. There's so many different courses out there on Instagram. An agent sells two homes and they have a course and they put it in their Instagram bio and they, uh, get people to buy it. Um, there's so much overpriced paywalls from legacy media companies. This is a $10 a month product on the annual subscription, and we're giving you 15% um, off of that. Okay. So we've completely undercut everybody's pricing who believes that they have a great uh, paywall product. All of our podcasts, all of our blogs, all of our content remains free. Everything when we're telling you how to do it remains free. When you get into BAMX world, we're actually showing you how to do it. So I know some legacy media companies that have rolled out some streaming stuff, and it's still just people sitting on stage talking. This is showing you exactly how to do it. Um, we already have we have Addy already enjoying the BAMX platform. So in our soft launch, Addy, you must have uh, gotten on there. So we've we've undercut the pricing and then added. 10x more value, which is the BAM way to do everything. Let's freaking give extreme value and, and not completely gouge people like you've seen on. Uh, listen, 
if you just go on BAM and compare it to, you know, $50 a month subscriptions and BAM is free, by the way, the, the value completely blows it away. There's nothing close to it. There's nothing close to our daily content and daily shows. And I promise you BAM X is going to over deliver in such a significant way uh, for the price of a coffee a month. And I'm going to give you $15 off till the end of the week for, for all my hot sheet people. Um, for the price of a cost coffee a month, 15% off for the annual, you got to sign up for the annual to get the hot sheet code. Uh, you're going to get access to BAMX. It's absolutely incredible. And uh, we're really, really excited about it and what we're going to be able to do with that in the future. So uh, I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit more tomorrow because tomorrow's Friday. And, and Byron, don't mean to cut you off, but if you sign up for BAMX today, Eric the Broke Agent is doing a live Instagram audit, the first live BAMX event. It's going to be a little bit later on this afternoon. So head on in there and add it to your calendar. And so you'll actually put your Instagram into that live stream and he's going to be doing live audits uh, on the spot there. So, all right, that link is down below. Uh, later today here on BAM YouTube, we have walkthrough at five o'clock walkthrough with Danny deals and the broke agent and a rotating cast of guests has been just incredible. Um, make sure and please consider subscribing to this channel. We are pouring a lot into this channel. And if you've been a consistent follower of the hot sheet, love to earn your subscription here on the channel. We got one more show on the hot sheet. That's tomorrow live at 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific time. And until then, toodaloo, folks. Toodaloo.